This is the Six Clicks Podcast. Risk management, governance, compliance and cybersecurity news and opinion from the industry's best. Hey there, Stephen here. Welcome back to the Six Clicks Podcast. Guys, thanks very much for joining us. Man, our head of cybersecurity, Andrew Robinson, is popping up everywhere right about now on uh, television and radio stations right around the country following the Prime Minister Scott Morrison's press conference recently about a state-based cyber attack across our country, uh, government departments, businesses. Uh, Not many were spared, a widely cast net, as it were. So, uh, Andrew, this time appearing on the Nine Radio Network's Perth station, 6PR, with Chris Isley. Here's the audio. Check it out. So what we're talking about is a nation-state cyber attack. We're joined on the program by Andrew Robinson, who's the head of cybersecurity at Six Clicks. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us. G'day, Chris. It's a pleasure to be on the show with you. Well, we're looking at a nation-state cyber attack. There have been numerous reports. Everyone, apart from those in political circles who are trying to do the diplomatic dance, have acknowledged that this is China. In raw, simple terms, why do you think they would be conducting espionage of this nature? Because that's what it's about. It's about espionage. There's no other logical reason to do it. Uh, That's right, uh, Chris. Uh, There's been some commentary in the media of uh, of cyber warfare as well, but you're absolutely correct. It's uh, cyber cyber espionage. They're uh, performing cyber attacks against the Australian government predominantly in order to understand the decisions that they're making in private uh, before they've made public and, and try to influence them in a political discourse, also diplomatic, and uh, they do it from a military and economic point of view as well. Uh, the reason uh, they do it uh, is so they can influence us and get a competitive advantage um, in, in international affairs, absolutely. So it's basically about knowing what we're thinking and how we're liable to act before we do because you find out information that we have stored that points to what we're liable to do. Yeah, that's absolutely right, Chris. How do we protect ourselves against it? I'm well aware from talking to, for example, our tech expert on this program, Ben Aylett and others, that one of the problems we have is that security, even in companies, is often very lax. We also know when we look at some of the records of the federal government, I want to use the word MyGov, and we realise that government security isn't all that good, although one would hope that uh, information held that is top secret is being overseen by the likes of ASIO, so hopefully is a lot more secure. But nonetheless, we put all this stuff in such a way that arguably you had to have physical people trying to gain access to it in the past. Now they can do it by remote control from Beijing or just about anywhere else in the world if they want to. Our computer systems now are all interconnected, connected via the internet, and that definitely presents a vulnerability because it allows anyone anywhere to try to get into another computer connected to that same network. And in order to offer government services and uh, to to operate in this day and age, uh, government needs to be connected to the internet. And so, as well as you know, uh, does business from a commercial uh, point of view. So that exposes them and, and makes them vulnerable. It's very difficult for them to be secure because it takes a lot of resources and at the end of the day, they've got to prevent every possible way uh, to prevent an, a well-resourced intruder like a foreign nation state from, from getting in. And that uh, takes a, a lot of effort, uh, for one, and can inhibit uh, regular use of, of systems. There's always going to be uh, users of uh, computer systems, and that presents a, 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 an open door and a way in for an intruders. Well, if I can put commercial enterprises aside for one moment, we'll come back to them. 
If we look at the government, is it not fair to say there is absolutely no excuse for the government, whoever they may be at whatever time, to be lax when it comes to computer security? They have agencies such as ASIO. And surely ASIO are keeping them abreast of the need to make sure that their computer security is up to speed. So why are they still failing in this area when I would argue that there would have to be people working for the government who would be wasting no time and leaving no stone unturned, making it clear to those responsible that they have to be vigilant about security? Yes, so again, it's a, it's a difficult challenge and they will be throwing a, a lot of resources at the cyber security uh, problem, for sure. You've got ASIO as, as well as the Australian Cyber Security Centre, which is resourced with Department of Defence and Australian Signals Directorate staff, and, and they do all come together. And the good news is that the Prime Minister was on the front foot, at least with this type of blatant activity. It was detected, and the Australian government's upping the ante and uh, making it known that they know in, in order to deter the foreign nation state from continuing that uh, type of attack. Uh, but as I said, yeah, we've got to preve- pre- uh, prevent every attack against Australian government systems and it's, a, it's an ongoing and ever escalating battle. When we had the Prime Minister make this announcement last week, what had happened, is this almost like a shot across the bow? He doesn't name anyone and he deliberately hasn't named anyone. Other people, of course, have narrowed it down and done the work. Is that as much as anything a way of saying, we know what you're up to, knock it off, because we're on to you? That's exactly uh, what it was. So it's a way of upping the ante and increasing the the pressure on the foreign nation state to stop the activity. But unfortunately, this has not been going on for for months or years. It's been going on for decades. And this kind of discussion and public airing of the activity over over the last few years and, and decades uh, hasn't helped to, to stem the amount of activity that's underway. So we'll definitely need to uh, to, to go further to deter this uh, activity. It's good that uh, we've, we've seen it and we've got on the, mm. the front foot for now. All right, let's go to commercial businesses. What can they do? Sure. Well, I, I think uh, commercial businesses have, have sort of uh, taken the baton when it comes to cyber security over the last 10 years. They've uh, really had to get on the front foot, not necessarily because of foreign nation state attacks, but because of organised crime and the value of the financial assets uh, that they hold. Um, and the fact that they've come under attack from a slightly different actor in the you know, sort of international and internet-connected uh, internet environment. So they've had to throw a lot of money at the problem. We know that the banks have hundreds of cybersecurity consultants and, and staff around the clock to solve this problem. So the, the big end of town in the commercial world are well-resourced and able to acquire the latest and greatest tools and hire the the greatest and brightest minds to put to this problem and they're doing all right. It's the smaller businesses Mm. that aren't as well resourced, uh, might not be as aware, but they are as equally vulnerable. So they're Mm. the ones that we need to get this message out to and make sure that they've got enough assistance to protect themselves because you and I know that small business is an important part of our economy and we, we need to keep them running as well. It certainly is. The other big question, of course, that stems out of this that we perhaps haven't really considered in regards to all of this. What sort of concern is this for the general public, especially for the individual user who just has their own private account that they're jumping online with? We 
know from a, a government housing of personal information that that hasn't been the target of the foreign nation state at this point. It's, uh, they're after more intellectual and other political and military knowledge and less uh, personal information. So that's a good thing and a good win for the public. However, the public does get caught up in it. There's the chance uh, that the services that they rely on may not be available. So we know that this mm. attack was wider than just you know your government services like... Um, the tax office and, and mm. Medicare, it was also targeting critical infrastructure and that provides us with water, mm. electricity, gas and so on and so forth and, and they're pretty important uh, for every household. So we want to make mm. sure that the government's on top of this problem to make sure uh, that we continue to, to have the services uh, that we expect. Andrew, in your opinion, are the government on top of this? Because where we hear a lot of the wokeness towards places like China and what have you, there's no doubt at a another level, a level not seen publicly, we would hope that the government is working diligently to deal with these issues and we also hope that our intelligence services are doing the same thing, in other words, protecting our interests and also ensuring that attacks like this don't get what they aim to get. Are you confident that the government, whoever they may be at any time, is really across this or do you have grave concerns about whether they are truly understanding what's going on? Oh, look, Chris, I'm um, somewhere in the middle on, on that one. I think there's definitely good people in government who are aware and are doing the right thing and, and championing the cause for, for stronger cyber security. Uh, it's in uh, your interest, it's in my interest. But I definitely think from time to time there'll be people in government that put it aside for other priorities. And, and that's pretty much what we've got to stop doing now. We've got to recognise that cyber security is a fundamental underpinning of uh, government mm. institutions today. And indeed, for business and we've got to give it that respect and give it the attention it needs all the time. And we also need to be careful not just accepting downloads and clicking on links and all the rest of it because it can contain malicious software and we don't know the origins or what that software is designed to do. Yes, that's the practical implication for individuals. So we can uh, talk about these dark and secret and nefarious actors that attacking our systems, but uh, the best thing for individuals to be aware of is just to be a little bit more cautious around links and attachments coming in via email because that is the low-hanging fruit and the easiest way for these actors to get malware onto computer systems. The old path of least resistance. Andrew, thank you very much for joining us on Perth tonight. Much appreciated. It's been a pleasure any time, Chris. Have a good night. Andrew Robinson is the Head of Cybersecurity at Six Clicks.